Okay, so this is Peter sharing with the Gentiles about his experience. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from, hmm, by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the hmm. I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from, Hmm, what God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times. And all was drawn up again into, hmm. So how are we going to translate, hmm? Hey everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart-Rob, better known as Mike, and sitting in a different corner of the room today. I'm glad you're here. Glad we can talk today about Dallas Willard's The Divine Conspiracy. This is Conspiracy Commentaries. We're in Chapter 3, and we're on a section here called Embarrassing Translations? Question mark. And uh, this is the book, this is my Bible, which Dallas thinks that we should be embarrassed about its translations. Um, and that's because the people who translate this book, particularly in English, but, but it's also true in other languages, at least European languages, don't understand the book enough to actually give us an adequate translation. So the word hmm in Greek is uh, uranoi. It's interesting. It's actually a plural word, but often translations... Um, only render it in singular. Um, again, this is something that you'll find Dallas Willard um, trying to push back on and saying, no, 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 Uranoi needs to be plural. Well, of course, the standard translation for this is heaven. Um, and Dallas wants to say, no, 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 we need to say heavens. And if you've been reading The Divine Conspiracy, you'll know that he talks about the kingdom of the heavens, which when you first read it and when you first say it might sound a little awkward, might sound like, well, there's something not quite right about that. But you do actually get used to it, um, at least in English. I don't know how it works in other languages, but you get used to it in, in English. And one of the reasons why Dallas wants to do this is because he has discovered... Um, I think he sort of discovered this in the late 80s, but he discovered that the word heaven, I've got the wrong book here, the word heaven um, for the Hebrews who would have given us the cosmology for scriptures was actually thought of as sort of divided into parts. So they naturally thought of there being heavens and and he's got these Latin names for them. I don't, there must be Hebrew names for them too. I have to write them down because I can't remember them. Uh, coelum nubisferum, coelum astriferum, and finally coelum angeliferum. 
I should get my son in here. He's studying Latin. Maybe he can pronounce them better than me. So the first one uh, is the heaven of the of the birds and of the air. And then the second one is the heaven of the, the stars and the planets. And then the last one is the, hev the heavens of the angels and of God's throne. The last one is not a spatial heaven, um, but is more of, I guess, another realm or something that pervades the this this universe so you've got three heavens and and this is important um dallas thinks because we can't just locate god in the furthest out heaven the idea behind this idea of using heaven using sky using atmosphere um for the for the hebrews is to say that god is in this heaven, the one that we breathe, right? That's where that's where God is going to manifest himself to us. And in this section, that's the main thing that Dallas wants to say to us. Expect God in the air around you, in the rooms you sit in, just as you're walking on the street or as you're in your own yard or garden, as you're sitting in a chair, expect that that's where God's going to interact with you. And don't let the word heaven, even if it shows up in your Bible, convince you that God is somewhere far, far away. He's here with us, and we can be aware of his presence, even if it's not terribly um, sensible. We can be aware of his presence with us, regardless of whether he shows it to us or not. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for reading this book with me. And I hope that these ideas uh, about the air that you breathe help you connect more with God who's nearby. He's here. He's there. Bye.